Christ-centered ministry that helps men and women now uh, with the in the areas of life-controlling issues like addiction and um, any any life-controlling issue that uh, keeps somebody in bondage or keeps them from the life that God desires for them. You know, the answer is Jesus. You know, and there's no program. You know, no program, no church can save anyone or change anyone. It's only by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ that lives are changed. And that's what Teen Challenge does. That's what we do. We, uh, we, we teach the word of God. We preach the word of God. We're a discipleship program. We're not a rehab program. Though some think we're a rehab program. We're not. And they come in thinking they're going to be in the rehab program. But they, you know, they, they, they're very much wrong. Because when they come in, they learn how to pray. They learn how to uh, develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, Teen Challenge has been around for 65 years. We started with one center in Brooklyn, New York in 1958. Today, there's 1,400 Teen Challenge centers in over 132 countries. Come on, somebody. And I tell you, you know, and that's only because uh, the Lord is in control. And as you can see, we have a lot of men with us today. So we, we just want to bring you up to date maybe on what's going on. Where's Dustin? Okay, you control him? Okay. This Dustin. He's Dusty Dustin. Okay, so we started in 2005. We opened up our center in Johnson, Vermont. There it is. We call it the Holy Hill up in Johnson, up on Collins Hill Road. There used to be a field of harvest ministry. We bought that from Neil and um, Cheryl Kidney in 2004. We opened our doors in 2005. We had our first resident there, our first student there in uh, January 3rd, 2005, 410 in the afternoon. And uh, I'll never forget that time. It was a very humble beginning, but the Lord has grown our ministry. As you can see here, we have a full house now. We have 38 men in our program. So we not only have a men's home now, we call it the Holy Hill. We have another Holy Hill in Hardwick, Vermont. And there's our woman's home. It's a beautiful Victorian house. We redid it from top to bottom. We have currently we have 16 women in the home. So if you know any ladies that need help with addiction, please get a hold of us. We have room. We have a way to help the ladies. What some people don't know about Teen Challenge Vermont is we also have an outreach center down in Rutland. Down in Rutland, we do uh, we feed the homeless. We go out on the street. We evangelize. We go into buildings. We we minister to drug addicts as they're literally shooting up and getting high in abandoned buildings down there. And what we do is we get them to come to the center. They come on Friday nights. We have Freedom Fridays. We minister to them. We pray for them. We get them to the program if they want to come. We, we have messages. We have worship music. It's just a powerful time. And we do feed the homeless three days a week down there. We do lunch on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And we're looking to grow that too. So that's a, we just don't sit around the holy hill, sit around the campfire and sing Kumbaya, my Lord, and eat shmores. We are at work for the Lord, we're at work for the kingdom. We're advancing the kingdom of God here in Vermont. Isn't that a good thing? Yes. Amen. Uh, a few things, maybe you notice our table over there, where we've got some beautiful cutting boards, which we manufacture up on the holy hill, and I'll talk about those later. But we're a 501c3, we don't take money from the government, we don't take insurance money because if you do that, they want to tell you how to run your program and they want to give you a manual. We said, no thanks, we have one right here and it's called the Word of God. And that's what we teach in this course. Right guys? Like yesterday, 
have a big breakfast um, every second Saturday of the month. We had probably 120 people for breakfast yesterday. Anybody ever had that many for breakfast? We had 120 people, but we had the families come. We had sons. We had wives come. We had children come. You know, the biggest and the best thing that ever is said about the ministry when parents and, and wives come is to, to say, I have my son back. I have my daughter back. I have my father back. I have my mother back. It's serious stuff. That's why we get so excited. We don't sit there like a lump on a log. We get up to our feet, we praise God, and we know that he's the reason that we have freedom today. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. And that's what we claim and that's what we walk on. So today what you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear some singing, you're gonna hear some testimonies of the living, breathing stories of the results of a relationship with the living God. That's what you're gonna hear today. And I pray that if anyone's watching this on uh, a live stream or on social media, if there's somebody, if you are having issues, get a hold of us. We have beds. We'll bring you in and we'll introduce you to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one that can change your life forever. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise for that. It is important to know that we're not we're not a professional choir. We don't claim to be. Where we are, a group of men who love the Lord Jesus Christ, and we sing because we've been set free. But I came to the program. I'm a product of the program. I came to the program 26 years ago. I had a 22-year heroin addiction. I was a rock and roll drummer, amongst a lot of other things. But I ended up I ended up homeless at the end of my run. And I didn't know what to do. I went to 16 different secular programs. I was on all kinds of medication. I had psychotherapy, and, uh, just all kinds of treatment. Until one day, my son, who was a, a freshman in the University of Rhode Island, heard about Teen Challenge. He got saved. He found uh, Teen Challenge come to his church. And he said, man, that could be my father up there, just like this. And then he heard the testimonies and said, that's my father's testimony. He's, he's, he's a wreck. So he got in his car on a Sunday afternoon and he drove from Rhode Island down to New London, Connecticut. That's where I'm from. Anybody can tell I'm not from Vermont. That's okay. I'm working with a speech therapist. She said, What do you want to learn? I said, Vermont. She says, Forget it. <laughs> But anyway, he came and he found me on the street. And he said, Dad, I found a place for you to go. God loves you and he wants to help you. I said, what God? No God, you really believe in that fairy tale? And he said, Dad, no, I know God is real. And he wants to, he wants to help you, he loves you. So I had no, nothing to lose. I got in his car and he took me back to his apartment. The next day we called Team Challenge. Two weeks later, I had a bed and I walked in the Teen Challenge. I thought I was in the mothership of the nut houses. These people were crazy. They wanted to hug me, lay hands on me, pray for me. I said, get away from me. But something happened. I met the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, I never, from that moment on, put another drug or drink in my body. And I knew that I never want to do anything else with my life than to serve him. And he's a faithful God. 
He's a way maker. He's saying, with his no way, he makes the way. That's what we're going to sing about today. That's what we're going to testify today. I'm going to pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this body of believers. Pray, God, that you, you just have your way in the next few minutes as we just glorify you. Lord God, it's not a performance. It's just an extension of worship. We know that you inhabit the praises of your people. So inhabit the praises today, Lord God. Have your way in the service. We pray that if somebody doesn't know you, they'll come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We love you. Bless the singing. Bless the testimonies. Bless the musicians. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Matt, you're not using this.
Morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, so my name's Brandon. I'm 24 years old, and I was born and raised out in the northeast corner of Connecticut, um, in a little farm town. And then I came here, and I saw, you know, this beautiful country. Um. Anyways, I came to Adult and Teen Challenge because I had uh, an addiction to alcohol. Um, I had. Um, straight out of high school, I had a, uh, I started with alcohol and from there, uh, just went downhill. Um, you know, I always, you know, I, I thought that it was okay to hang out with the wrong crowd and I just wanted to feel wanted and always had that fear of being alone. Um, so I would resort to drinking. I thought that, you know, that was, that was the social norm back in, uh, Connecticut at that time. And, um, so I, I ended up, uh, that ended up, uh, to me drinking while driving, uh, getting into DUIs, getting into all sorts of trouble. I was in a, um, my first DUI, I was doing 80 and a 40, hit another drunk driver. And miraculously, we both walked away from that crash without a scratch on us. Um, from there, I was in what should have been three other fatal car crashes and walked away from every single one of them. So by the grace of God, I'm still here. God was watching over me. Um, I didn't know it yet. Um, and then that's when my aunt reached out to me and said, hey, have you ever heard of Adult and Teen Challenge? I said, no, never heard of it. She goes, you should give it a call or give them a call. It's a rehab program uh, to get yourself right. It is a long program, but it's for the better. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll give it a shot. And uh, I made the call. I think it was on a Saturday night. And Matt was so kind enough to answer the phone for me. And, um, yeah, I decided right there, right then and there that I needed to change. And uh, 
because of this program, I'm now almost nine months sober. And, and instead of uh, chasing a buzz, I'm now chasing Jesus. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for having us. The light blinds me. Hey, so I'm Ben, and I am 25. Yeah. And I'm from Massachusetts, and my journey started um, when I was young. Um, you know, I came from a lot of abuse, a lot of hurt, a lot of trauma from my background. You know, resorted to me going to uh, do drugs to try to numb that pain. You know, and time goes on, and um, started to hang out with. Uh, very violent people to try to take out a lot of my hate and anger out on the world. You know, seasons and years went by and my addiction only got worse. And um, 2019, my sister invited me to go to a revival meeting and that planted the seed, but I was still, I still went back to bondage. October of 2020 came along and you know, I went back to the same meeting. I have selfish ambition. She was like, I'll buy you sneakers. I'll buy you Jordans. I'll, I'll do whatever for you to come. So I went out of, um, you know, out of selfishness for myself, you know, and, and there I encountered the, the manifest presence of God and it changed my life, you know, and then I was sober for a year, um, absolutely being blessed, you know, and just God having his wings over me. Um, yeah, everything going good. And then God called me to Vermont. And then I start to get really tested for the first time, go through real trials for the first time. And there was still stuff in my, um, you know, stuff that needed to be worked out. There's still cracks in my foundation, you know, and then I fell, I fell back, um, to doing drugs again. You know, and then my sister, you know, same person who led me to Christ, um, was like, you know, I came to her because I was really struggling one day and she was like, this is not about, you know, about getting more prayer. This is about fully giving your life to God, 100%. And I thought I did, but obviously I was deceived because there's still stuff I was holding back. You know, and I had all the resources of prayer, all the resources, like things that people would die for, like in the church, like spiritual resources of just having prayer anytime I wanted, you know, and just advice and wisdom and all of that. But I was, I was still not being 100% vulnerable with the people I loved. I, I wasn't being completely honest with the people around me. And then in that month of wrestling, you know, I, I prayed it through. I started to open up and be honest with my sister and people around me. And that gave me major breakthrough in that month, you know. And then I came to Adult and Teen Challenge. And the thing that um, I really was praying for is to have community have friends, like real Christian friends, you know, that would stick through me thick and thin, that wouldn't walk away when times were again, when they were intimidated by rough times. And this is really family here, you know. Um, you know, we go through a roller coaster together. We, we're in the same cart of the roller coaster going through the ups and through the downs together. And, and that's the amazing part of it. 
But ultimately, I want to give a shout out to, to Jesus Christ, you know, Abba, Father, and Holy Spirit. Because without them, I wouldn't have been able to come this far and without their help to be vulnerable. Like, that's the hard part is to be vulnerable, to really let people see inside of you and to really get into those spaces with you. And that, that's a huge part of freedom. So. Morning, folks. My name is Ted Bowen. I'm from Lindenville, Vermont. I'm 60 years old, almost 61, and uh, blessed to be here. Um, so my life started out a little rough. I had some rough times. I have a really long testimony, but I can make it really short because I really want to glorify God. Um, I had a rough childhood, and uh, it set the stage for the rest of my life. And uh, I got really hurt, and I got really messed up, and uh, I lived in that mess for a long time. And uh, it took me a long time, and um, God chasing me for a long time to uh, uh, of using and getting clean and using. And I hurt a lot of people. I was very hurt, and then I hurt a lot of people because of it. And uh, um, God has done amazing things in my life. Um, I've seen so many good things of the Lord. Um, I ended up, my son died three years ago in a car accident with his girlfriend doing fentanyl in the car driving. And they got killed on the interstate. I was clean five years and um, I wasn't in a good place. I happened to be, you know, I had had some idols in my life and um, God was not first in my life, and I ended up using. And um, so I ended up uh, six months ago in a uh, psych ward and very messed up. On, I started taking psych meds like 20 years ago because everybody thought that was the answer. I got off psych meds six months ago. I called Team Challenge. And I was in a crack house when I called them. And uh, the only excuse I had left was that I didn't have a ride to their program. And they said they'd come get me. And when they said that, I, I don't think I would have come to Team Challenge if they hadn't said that. That I didn't have much hope. I was at the very end. I didn't realize how much at the end of my life and uh, hope. I had no hope left. And um, I had lost everything. And when they said that they would come give me, come get me, it gave me a glimmer of hope. And in uh, every part of me, I did not want to come to Team Challenge. My flesh, and, you know, the enemy was so, so prevalent in my life. It was incredible. And I came here, and within the first 24 hours, God just consumed me, consumed me. It was so powerful. And God has been blessing me and using me and, uh, Team Challenge is uh, an awesome, awesome place, and uh, it's saving people's lives. I get to see it every day. I get to be a part of it. It's saving my life. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks. Good morning, church. My name is Dustin. I'm 36 years old, and I'm one of the few Vermonters we have with us. 
Uh, born and raised in Hardwick, uh, born in New Hampshire, raised in Hardwick, grew up there my whole life. Um, uh, I grew up in a, a broken home. I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't grow up knowing God. I didn't have anyone to really discipline me. My father wasn't around. My mother was a, a belligerent alcoholic. She worked too much. She, uh, she was an addict with three older sisters and myself, we were kind of left to our, our own demise. I will, I will call it. But despite the childhood, I, I worked really hard. I graduated high school and I did graduate and I went on and I got a really good job, paid very well. And I thought that I had, uh, had the American dream. I had the wife, the kids, the car, the, the land, the property, motorcycle, the dog. I, I thought I had everything, but I had this hole that was inside of me and I couldn't explain it. And I had this emptiness and this unhappiness in my life, despite all the success that I had created for myself. Um, and I hid that with a, a 15 plus year opiate addiction, which started with pills and ended with a, a overdosing on heroin. And it wasn't until I tried running from my problems and ran to South Carolina and uh, thought that I could just run far enough away from my addiction that I might be able to start over new, but there I was. I got to South Carolina and after three years, it all hit me yet again. I lost everything and only this time I landed myself homeless and then sitting in prison. Uh, after a few weeks of detoxing in prison, I, I kept hearing people talk about prayer call, prayer call. And, uh, at this time I was at a point where I had nothing left to lose. There wasn't much to look forward to other than the old jailmail.com sitting in jail. So I went to prayer call. I walked in the inmates instantly laid hands on me and they prayed for me and it brought me to my knees and it brought me to tears and I made my first prayer to God. And it was the very next day that my sister reached out on the, on the uh, jailmail.com and she said, Dustin, you've lied to me, you've stolen from me, you've hurt me, you've left me, and you've let me down. But despite, I'm going to help you one last time. There's a place called the Dalton Teen Challenge. And uh, we've been praying for you to go. And I've set up an interview with you with Matt Briglia. She gave me $5 on my books. And it was, she said, uh, this is the last $5 I'm going to be able to give you. And thank God she did because I made that phone call to Matt Briglia and uh, he accepted me into the program. And then uh, within weeks, um, weeks and weeks before my first court case came up, my, uh, my lawyer, who I thought was the actual physical lawyer, little did I know it was Jesus Christ working in my life. He got me in front of a judge and the judge said, no, we're not going to charge you $100,000 to get out. We're going to let you out. And we're going to stipulate you to go to a Dalton Teen Challenge. And I thank God that they did that. So after coming to a Dalton Teen Challenge, I was still on the fence. I still really wasn't sure. I thought my sister was just a really, really good lawyer. She's not even a lawyer. She works in the correctional uh, facility in uh, Newport. So... It was kind of the other opposite, but I was on the fence and a month or two went by and I really weren't sure if I was in the right place or what I was doing. And I just needed a sign from God. 
and uh, God gave me a sign that day, and the day that I needed it the most, because uh, the Bible says that he will, he'll give you them things when you absolutely need them, and that was the time that I needed it, and that was the time that it meant the most to me, and that's why he did it that day. He gave me my prayer card, and it was while I was sitting in South Carolina in prison, my family, my cousin Angel, God sent an angel to save me, right? She prayed for me, and uh, the prayer card months later, ended up in the house that I was now in, that I came back from South Carolina to be in Vermont, found its way in my hand by whom I now consider my best friend. And he lifted it up and he prayed. And it was a prayer for me from my cousin Angel. And since then, uh, God's described my attention and he's worked in me in so many different ways. I'm now a, a, a Dalton Teen Challenge graduate. Uh, Eleven months clean and sober, and I'll tell by the power uh, of prayer, which brings me to my next big thing: prayer cards. If you don't have a prayer card, please raise your hand. Everyone's got them. Perfect. Fill these out. So tomorrow morning in stock prayer, we will be praying over these cards. And as uh, I've already explained, the power of prayer is so so important. So we want to pray for you guys. We're a praying ministry, right? So please give us your information. Uh, so we can let you guys know upcoming events, anything that's going on. We'll keep you guys up to date with the Dalton Teen Challenge and uh, just keep you in the loop. And then give us a prayer, something that, that you actually want help with, because we want to pray for you guys. Because if I didn't receive this prayer card, I may have walked out the door that very day. So please let us pray with you guys. Have a blessed day. Yeah. My man over here at the door, Freddie. He gave you your prayer card on your way out. Please return it to him so we can pray for you. Thank you. That's why they don't let us go places very often. It's all right. All right. Good morning, church. My name is Peter Andrews, uh, and I'm going to kind of rag on Dustin a little bit. I am a true Vermonter, born and raised. There are a few of us in the program. Um, I'm 37 years old. I come from Georgia, Vermont, uh, born and raised, dairy farm, dad, Department of Correction, mother, uh, principal of a, a great school. So I, I don't come here standing before you with a testimony, testimony of a lot of hard times. I'm going to be honest. I didn't have a rough upbringing, um, but I didn't have God. And uh, God, I thought I could get through this. <laughs> Two years ago, um, I lost a child uh, during COVID. And uh, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I haven't drank in five years. Um, but I had a hole. And I filled that hole um, with anything, everything. Uh, relationships, uh, fancy cars, fancy watches, um, but ultimately drugs. Um, on August 20th, I met these hooligans. Um, <laughs> they came to my home church and I had just left my second secular program. I was 62 days sober and I looked at the GQ model of the group, Jacob, um, the tall, <laughs> very handsome gentleman here. And uh, I said, I want what he has. And I didn't mean the looks. I didn't mean anything of that nature, but the passion for the Lord. And uh, 
unfortunately or fortunately it got me here but three days later uh, i overdosed on fentanyl um, my father found me uh, he performed cpr and brought me back after an hour and a half of being out and by no means do i think that was his doing uh, god brought me back for a reason to be in this this beautiful ministry and work for him um, you know so often as a as a male i'll say that we don't talk about what's wrong um, and here we can and at the altar you can mm -hmm. and uh i thank god every day for these men every single day and i thank god every single day because without him i'm nothing but a hollow shell so if you see it in your heart today please bless us by uh, whether it's purchasing a cutting board just having a conversation um because this ministry saved each and one of our lives. So thank you very much. All right, we're gonna sing another we're gonna sing another song. It's really the adult and teen challenge anthem. It's uh gratitude. So it's one of our favorite ones. And again, I just want to reiterate, like I said before, it's not a performance by any means. This is worship. So please stand up and join us as we sing this next song. Except for a heart singing. 
Challenge is a free program. And it's not a free program. We have a lot of expenses. I'm the, I'm the guy, I'm the finance guy, executive director. I'm the one that has to you know, be concerned about these things. Because look what God is doing. 
If nothing else, look at how many uh, people we got off the roads. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So yeah, you know, the communities are a lot safer because there's a lot of knucklehead drivers here. <laughs> Which I was one of them too, but we're a lot safer today, right? But one thing we have never done is we've never refused anyone entrance into our program because of finances. Never. Not one. So we do various things to raise money to make sure that we can bring men and bring women into the program. Because when you're when you're when you're using drugs, when you're a drug addict, you don't have, you know, very few have a bank account. You know, you deplete everything. We don't burn bridges, we blow them up. <laughs> But there's a program we have, it's called a, a Dollar a Day Resident Sponsorship Program. And here's, here's one thing that we're not interested in just producing clean and sober people. We want to produce people and develop people to be leaders, to be men and women of God that's going to bring the message of hope, bring the gospel message to the sick and dying world. That's what we're interested in. You, you see standing behind me today future pastors teachers, evangelists, missionaries, marketplace ministers. You see fathers that are going to go back home and take their rightful place in their home and be the godly father that their children need and the godly husband that their wife needs. You see men behind me that are going to take that place as, as a son to a mom and a dad who has prayed for years for them and has seen them suffer. And go downhill. So we have a sponsorship program. It's a dollar a day. To sow into lives and sow into eternity. Let me just show you a few things that we do at Teen Challenge. We just don't, like I said, sit around a campfire. This is some of the things we provide for our residents. Bible studies, prayer. I teach them how to pray when they come in. I teach them how to pray. I say get a pad and a pen and write down this prayer. I know you're just coming off the streets or coming off out of the bar rooms, but Try to remember this prayer. It goes like this. Are you ready to write? I go like this. Help. That's it. The prayer is help. Right? Four-letter word. H-E-L-P that he hears every time. So we teach him how to pray, and they develop prayer lives. That's why the prayer cards are so important. We do spiritual enrichment events. We go away twice a year to retreats for a week where we go and we praise God. We have worship. We have recreation. We go to Glen Spay, New York, and you are... Uh, Young Life Camp over there. So we do those kinds of things. <clears throat> we do chapel every day. Church services. That's what this is. Church services. Clinical counseling. We have clinical counselors that help. Christian clinical counselors. Daily academic studies. They're in the learning center every day. High set certificate. What that is is a high school diploma or a GED. If they don't have a, a high school diploma coming in, one of the requirements to successfully graduate the program is to, is to get one, is to receive one. Some get the actual diploma, some get GEDs. We send them to class. That's what they have to do. They need that. They need that in life. We do vocational training. I'll talk about that with the cutting boards, but we do culinary, we do landscaping, we do construction. There's a lot of things that we teach them. They leave with some skills. They don't just leave how they came. Very different. We have one-on-one -on -one mentoring. We have an apprenticeship. How many apprentices do we have here? Raise your hand if you're an apprentice. These are guys that decided to stay on and give back to the ministry after they graduate. So they have a chance to get a little stipend. They live and they, they apply the biblical principles that they've learned in leadership every day. 
to develop it. We have uh, uh, certified life coaching. We have work with certified life coaches that even follow people three months out of the program. We have those. Transportation, now this is a big thing. Transportation, every day, we're like crazy. We go all over the place. Where do we go? Uh, doctors, dentists, probation, court. We go home, markets, churches, emergency rooms, recreation. And then we have warm beds, three, three daily meals, it's more like five. <laughs> and weekly family visits and 24-7 supervision. So that's something that, that if the Lord leads you to support, a dollar a day. I just want to mention our cutting boards. This is something that we're really proud of. About three years ago, we opened a carpenter shop on the hill. And we produced these beautiful cutting boards. And they're used for many reasons. To train people in a wood shop, wood skills, carpentry skills. A lot of these guys work in the shop. Dustin and Caleb, they're the shop managers. They manage the shop. They do a great job. You can see the boards over there. We produce many different kinds. On the tag on the front, you'll see a picture of a, a resident, and you see a QR code. When you scan that, you get a video of somebody's testimony of how Jesus Christ came into their lives and changed their lives. We're all over the place with these. We're on Amazon. Many people are seeing these, and when they get one of these, they get Jesus. Now, let me tell you why every household in America needs a Teen Challenge cutting board. This is absolutely necessary. When we're making these boards, we're praying over them. And we oil them, and we anoint them. And you see the cross, the ribbons like a cross, not like a present, like a cross. The minute you get one of these home and you lay it on your counter, and the minute your food hits that board, bam. <laughs> no, even quicker than that. <laughs> so quick, the anointing <laughs> from the board comes up into your food. Now, now you, you're working with anointed food. Let me tell you, when you work with anointed food, you can't burn anointed food. It's impossible. You can't undercook anointed food. If your oven is degrees off, God will make it right. He'll calibrate your oven. Now, it's almost Thanksgiving, right? I, you know, I haven't, I think if you put a turkey on one of our boards, that turkey will get up. And it starts to dance around. And praise God. Praise God. He's going to gobble for God. I don't know if you've ever tasted anointed food. But listen, after you cook it and this, this is anointed, you get it to your table, you say grace over it. And I have double anointed, double blessed food. That's why every household in America needs an adult and teen challenge cutting board. Plus, listen, these make great gifts. You don't know what to get someone for Christmas? Get them a cutting board. My whole family has gotten cutting boards for the last three years. And I said, we make 16 different types, so for the next 16 years, y'all, that's what you get. <laughs> so I don't have to go shopping. I go shopping right at the table. So just consider getting a Teen Challenge cutting board. We like to laugh. We cried enough in our lives, right? Amen. Today we laugh. Hey, listen. Visit our visit our table. We're gonna sing another song. I don't know which one, but we're gonna sing another song. How he loves us. And thank you, Pastor, for having us. Thank you all for 
for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the testimonies. Um, I think we have time maybe for another testimony, though. Huh? Right? Two? Victor, where's Victor? Oh, Come on, I didn't see him. Get yours. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Victor. I, I, I come from Connecticut. I come from um, gangs affiliations, um, drug affiliations. Oh man, God has 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 uh, has been with me. I, I I didn't even know he was with me. Man, I was I remember being locked up, and um, and I was I was I had my my sweatpants on. I had my my um everything. I had my sweatpants, my sweat sweat my, my sneakers. It was something that was gonna happen. Nothing, nothing did happen, and I can remember praying in that in that in that bed saying to, to God that nothing happened and it didn't happen. You know, and I'm and I'm I already know I had many friends that went in with a couple couple years or whatever and they stretched their bed to 15 years and stuff like that. You know, I come from a broken home. That's where it started off. You know, I, I was the oldest in my in my house. So I grew up real fast. I had to get up, go out there and, and find means of ways to um, pay the rent. You know, so I, so I got into the streets and stuff and I'm, I'm grateful that I'm still here because a lot of my friends are not, not here. And um, I'm just grateful that God had a plan for me and brought me this far for me to come here and talk to you guys and have a you know you know every family it's a, a, a what's that word this functional family <laughs> but you know what well this this functional is God and God is here we fight amongst each other but guess what in the end of the day everybody wants to leave but guess what everybody's still here everybody wants to leave you know but we still here but I'm grateful that <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm grateful that God is working in our lives, man. I say that because He's working in my life, you know. And some some days I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I stay, I stay, and I and I have you know I have patience to see what it is that He got for me, you know. And um, I'm grateful to be here, you know. I, I, at one point I was Muslim, and and some of them guys converted back to 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 the truth, and it's just the truth right here. You know, I had always had that in the back of my mind. Guess what? I'm here, you know, serving the truth too. You know, and I'm I'm grateful to be here, and I'm I'm always have Jesus in my heart because um He's the one that led me to 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 where I'm at now. I had to go through all that stuff to become where I'm at now, and I know He got a plan for me. I don't know it yet, but I know that He does have a plan for me. So I'm grateful. All you guys know me, you know, but I'm gonna share a quick testimony. Um, the first time I found out about Teen Challenge, I didn't realize it was Pastor Rick. You said 05, you started the program up there? In 06, I was a home builder here in Vermont. And through a gentleman by the name of Peter Wells, got touch, you guys had a vocational program, right? Yeah. Um, I think at the time I was building a house for mom, and Lisa and I were building our own home. And I needed some help. I needed some labor, right? And through Peter, I got a hold of what was the other pastor's that the guy that led that group, big fellow played guitar. Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah. So Lloyd calls me up and says, Yeah, we can come out and give you some labor. Da, 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 da. We'll help train these guys. 
And it's funny because a lot of these guys came to the program, most of them didn't know a trade, but you get this many guys together, one of them's done some plumbing work before, one of them's done some electrical work before, one of them's done some, you know, so they had different guys, and they were like the foreman. I turned around one day, 10 guys roll out of a van on my job site, right? <laughs> and they get out of the van, and the first thing they do, is, I think it was Mom's house, they walk up and they lay hands on Mom's house, and they start praying, right? And then we got to work. You guys got to work. And you guys, that crew, loved being out away and doing some work, working with their hands. But every time I turn around, these guys all had a Sharpie magic marker in their pocket or their tool pouch or whatever. Every time I turn around, they're writing scripture in the framing, on the headers, behind the sheetrock. Uh, your house has the whole Bible. <laughs> from time to time as I see you. I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta do this year thing, a dollar a day thing. You need to stop by every year, okay? Give me one of those cards. And I would recommend to all of you, if you've ever wondered when you've written a check for a ministry or a group, you know, how it really gets used, you can't go wrong supporting these guys. I mean, this, this is God at work in our community with people from our community and elsewhere, this, this is the best money you can spend as far as giving the tithe, right? So I just want to lift you guys up in prayer. Thank you. All right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Boy, it's been a... Boy, it's been a great morning. Amen. It's been a great morning. We're going to sing one more song and um, close out. We're just really, really grateful to be here this morning. Pastor, thank you for having us. Second time's the charm this time. <laughs> so we're really glad that we're here and we want to worship together one more song. So please join us and just thank you. Thank you so much. Bending with 
going to pray and uh, you guys can play so we sound more spiritual as we pray but uh, Ben I think you said that uh, vulnerability is what the turning point was and though I agree with that I would say accountability is the next step which you guys are setting the example you can bleed and cry and vomit all your guts out but then you can say hey I need to improve. I need to be better. I need Jesus in my life. And we need one another. It doesn't matter how tough you think you are, how much you can bench press. I don't care how many deer you just shot. Like, venison is good, but people are better. And so we need each other. And so when you struggle, when you fear, when you are tempted, and it doesn't have to be addiction, we all know 
where Satan tempts us, where we are raw, where we are broken, what we give into, what we think another drink will help or one more relationship or text will satisfy. We all know we need Jesus and we need the church body to hold us accountable. So I'm going to ask us, the congregation, to extend our hands to these guys, but I'm asking these guys to extend your hands to us, that we pray for one another, that the church rises up, that we don't look at excuses, but we look at the Holy Spirit. We're filled to overflowing by the power of God's Word. And we pray, Jesus, here we are. We say, help. You know us, you created us, but you know the purpose you have for us. So may we walk in obedience, seeking you, desiring to understand your word, to live by your spirit, to worship you. Unite our hearts with brothers and sisters. Unite our hearts with the church that we might intercede, that we might pray, that we might fast. That when we are overwhelmed by temptation, we are quick to call on our brothers to hold our hands up and surrender and in victory because of you. So Jesus, let us not celebrate an experience we had because we felt good or nice inside, but let us celebrate the freedom we have that comes from surrender to you. So Jesus, as we're about to eat together, break bread together, may we celebrate the goodness of what you have done and the victory we get to live in, but the freedom that you have for our relatives, for our co-workers, for those that we think are so far from you. May they know your salvation, and may today be the day that we share the good news of you, Jesus, your sacrifice, your salvation, our freedom, and our healing. Oh, how you love us, and we say thank you. And it's in Jesus' name that all God's people said, Amen. 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 And as we eat, celebrate with one another. Go get a cutting board and enjoy the Sabbath together. Amen.